Yours truly, Tony Basilio in the Ramirez studio. Tennessee victorious yesterday evening. Hey, can I get the computer, please? Uh, here, Brian Hartman, I got a prop today. I got a prop. Because I think, for those watching right now, I think what we have is, it's the weirdest thing in the world, right? Rick Barnes is like a clean Jerry Green, Brian. So he's like morphed into. Remember how mad they used to get at Jerry Green when he would win 20 games a year? And, and that's, I mean, last night, Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime, which I didn't sleep at like 3.30 in the morning, so I don't know much I have in me today. But I mean, we won last night, and people were your urinated off urinated off well <clears throat> here's my response to that yep. and last night was a good night to let everybody vent but winning ugly this time of year beats the ever living hell out of losing pretty because they've got a game Saturday against Duke an yep. opportunity to make a sweet 16 and beat an all-time blue blood at the same time. And as far as I'm concerned, they parred. They can birdie. They have a birdie putt staring at them Saturday afternoon. Nice. And today, I like that. To, we get to sit there and watch all these other teams try to get to where Tennessee is tomorrow. And that's make the second round. And some of them aren't. Arizona, Virginia, teams like that, yep. West Virginia, they wish they could be where Tennessee is right now. Barnes is like a clean green right now. Clean green. That's what he's turned into. You know, green power and green energy. Barnes is clean green. So strange. And green was green jeans. I got to grab Mino. You, you rejoin the room, Brian. So, clean green. Bino Jeff Henderson, uh, just talking to Brian. Brian said that he considers this thing a par. And there you go. Good morning, Tony Bay and Brianny. Morning, Beanstar. How we doing, buddy? We're doing well, Tony Bay. Good, that's one of us. That's one of us? Yeah. I'm roached. So we were up told we small hours last night. 865-200-5402. Here's something to consider. I'm not in the business of selling hope or hype or whatever. I'm just stating facts here. Duke hasn't won a game as a worse seed in the NCAA tournament since 1994 when they beat Purdue in Knoxville. So there is a Knoxville tie. By the way, Conzo Martin was on that Purdue team, so there is a Knoxville tie. And you know who they might face in the Sweet 16? Purdue. Oh, wow. Both teams. Wow. Wow. You know, what did you think of last night? Well, I thought Tennessee was excellent defensively, as they always are, Tony. Um, 
Uh, I, I thought Meshack played extremely well. I, I thought Euros mm-hmm. played played well. I thought those guys played ab- above mm-hmm. uh, probably what you would expect them to in an NCAA tournament game. Mm-hmm. Uh, got uh, little or no help from the veterans. Uh, one basically being taken out of the rhythm uh, by arms. Can you imagine that? You know, what Rick Barnes just, did last night, Bino? Why, when a guy well, gets two fouls, I, I mean, does he have to come out for 13 minutes? For 13 minutes, Bino? Oh, it's crazy. It's time It's time to change it. Basically, we don't – basically, he doesn't gain anything because the vast majority of the time, when he takes someone out early with two fouls and, and, and never lets them back in a game, basically, in the first half, they're – they're out of the rhythm. They they rarely produce in the second half when he puts them back in there. So he's he's really yeah. saving time for somebody that's going to be unproductive because of the fact that they, especially in the NCAA tournament game, it's 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 just yeah. maddening that he does that. And, and you know what? Here's my thing with with Barnes: the guy doesn't win in March because he's so obstinate. And he's such a system guy, and he just refuses to change. You cannot take Vescovy off the – and it almost cost him less. You say, well, Tony, they got in the halftime with an 11-point lead. Yeah, they did. And they almost lost the game because they should have blown that team out at the end of the first half. The team was teetering. You, you look at Vescovy and you say, hey, man, you've played five years of basketball for me or four years of basketball. You've played almost every minute of your career. Stay on the floor. No more stupid fouls, okay? If somebody beats you, let them buy you. Just, you know. But no. Took them off the floor for 13 minutes. And let a team that was on the mat essentially get back in it. We made a couple shots for halftime, 11-point game. Then you go to the second half. We climbed an 18-point lead. And you're thinking, this game's over. Beanstar, these guys, and I know you bet on the Vols last night, and you were smoking hot to that point. I don't know what you finished in the night session, but when I talked to you earlier, you were like 7-0 and or some crazy number as you're in Tunica enjoying the action. But, you know, I just sit here and I go, why do we have to make it? And why does that coach, who did a lot of nice things last night, starting Urish was a great move against Brown. Great move. And they're going to need him against Duke. They're going to need him against Lively size. They're going to need him against Filipowski size. I don't know what we're going to do with the Roach kid who's smoking hot. You watch the Duke game. I watch the Duke game. Um, I asked a question of our fans earlier today, and I'm taking an, a poll over at uh, uh, at Tony Basilio on Twitter. And by the way, Hughie's not going to join us today, so if you want to get in, he can't go today, 865-200-5402. I asked the following question. We've had 315 votes in a few hours, and if you want to vote, go vote. The question is as follows, Bino. I want you to tell me what the numbers are without looking at it. I'm feeling at Vol Hoops will beat Duke men's basketball in the round of 32 with the hashtag Vols. Check it out. Bino, how many of people from our audience and living Vol fans of the 315 who have voted, what percentage think we're winning tomorrow? What's the number? 
I'll go. Uh, I'll go thirty-five percent. Twenty-two percent. The next answer is no way. The next answer on the board is no way, and then maybe is the third answer. So twenty-two percent right now say yes. How many no ways? Let's see. If we that leaves us seventy. Yep. I'll say around forty percent in both of those next two categories. Thirty-seven percent no way, and forty percent maybe. Well, that's almost four and ten. Think we might have a chance. Six and ten. Think we have a chance. Because two twenty percent think we're winning, and forty think we might. Oh well, yeah. And then and then four and ten Vol fans right now feel like, and I think that's pretty accurate. I think four and ten Vol fans probably a little higher than that, feel like they're not winning tomorrow. You know, um, as far as Destiny goes, yep. if if you leave him out there, he lets those guys drive right into right into Adu. So, you know, you've got host players that can erase the can That's erase right. them. That's right. I don't understand, and Bino's so right. Rhythmically, with no ZZ, you cannot take that guy off the floor for 13 minutes in a basketball game like that because he got a second foul, just because that's the formula. And, and Barnes did a lot of good things last night. I love the um, the zone defense, but there are certain things, Bino. He's just not he's not gonna call timeout, Bino. That that run in the second uh, half. That that was my other big gripe. You you can't just you can't just sit over there in a coma and let a team run off thirteen points uh, without calling a timeout. Uh, yeah, I, I think he should. Uh, you know, I would understand that uh, the the two foul thing a little more with a young player. Uh, you, you've got a guy like Vescovi that's been over there forever. You have to trust him a little bit more than than that. And uh, but yeah, I thought it. I, I thought going on defense was a really great. good move. Yep. I thought some of his lineup decisions were really good. Um, yes. But uh, th- those were my two gripes from last night, the two you made. Yeah, and it's, it's not like you developed B.J. Edwards either. Well, that's the point. I mean, spell. you know, I know if I'm that staff, and he's got to know, if I pull this guy off the floor, he's all we have. I mean, they literally went straight to pot without him. I don't know what to call that. They didn't look like a Division One basketball team without him in the half court. They did not look like a Division One basketball team without him on the floor. Offensively, my, my point is it, it actually hurts you more in the second half than it again mm. because he's basically not a part of what you're doing. Yep. He he can't get back into the rhythm of NCAA tournament game yep. when you sat him over there during the period when everyone gets acclimated to yep. playing in the dang game. Now, Bean, I'm going to brag on you. You came up with something six weeks ago that's accurate, which is this. The two teams that we argued, fuss, and fought about, quoting the great Teddy Pendergrass, if you don't know me by now, and if you don't know this team by now, you're never, 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 never going to know them. No, you won't! Woo-hoo-hoo! Hey! But at the end of it all, Duke hasn't won a game as a worst seed in the NCAA tourney since 94 when they beat Purdue in Knoxville. Duke hasn't won a game against a top 30 opponent 
via Ken Palm since Black Friday, Bean Star. And Tennessee is 6-0 and this season against teams with a top 15 defense. Now I would like you to explain to me how this Tennessee team that can't play any offense is 6-0 and against teams with a top 15 defense. And Duke is excellent defensively. Excellent. I, I don't know, Tony, other okay. than the fact that maybe those teams that are real good defensively are kind of like us and flawed offensively. Yep. And don't run away from you. I, I I don't have any explanation for that. Okay. They have one lottery ticket tomorrow. We've always known it was a one-game season. Brian Hartman, before Bino jumped into the room, tell uh, Bino, and then 865-200-5402. We're just going to kick it around the first hour. We're going to... I want to hear from you. What did you think of last night's game? What do you think going forward? There were people really upset in the moment last night because of the way the game ended. And, look, I've done a lot of Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime down through the years, close to a decade's worth, and, well, about a decade's worth. And I will tell you this. Generally, when games end like that, people are very angry, and they don't stop and take the time and go, oh, we won an NCAA tournament game. That's great. They're more angry with the way their team played, and I get it. I I get the reaction. Now, people go overboard, and they're like, you know, you got to fire this guy, and this guy's never going to do it. And blah, never going to do what? He wins 25 games every year. What's he never going to do? And you're going to fire a guy that wins 20? The guy's got 24 wins. Well, what are you going to do? The Barnstormers, I'm talking to you. What are you going to do? What, what are you going to do about it? The guy wins 24 games a year. Now, to Bino's point, sooner or later, you're going to break through. Bino, your theory is, and guys, you guys are going to have to keep me focused today because I'm going to be all over the place. I'm very energetic, but my mind's not. I'm 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 using up what very little serotonin I have in my in my brain before I go to sleep this afternoon because I didn't sleep well. You, uh, Bean Star, you said all year that the teens we feud with are the ones that go the furthest, and you've also said. What about the NCAA tournament as it relates to Barnes? Because he might prove his true. He might prove this thing right this year. Well, my theory's always been, Tony. If you have a coach that gets you there, year year in year out, sooner or later, you're going to make a deep run. Now, may, maybe Barnes is the guy that disproves that theory, but uh, I, I'm I'm a firm believer that a guy that gets you there regularly will at some point make a deep run. What letter grade do you give him coaching in the moment? Adjustments, Bino. What letter grade do we give Barnes when, this time of the year in light of those two obviously just brutal mistakes he made? Now, he did some good things last night, but that Vescovy thing with the 13 minutes and then the other one we're talking about with a no timeout, every other coach in this tournament, when you give an 8-0 run, they call time. Not this guy. 13 points, Bino. 13-0 run. Nobody else does that in that sport, Bino. Nobody. It's no wonder he's so bad at it. And I'm not ripping him. I mean, the guy wins 25 games a year. I don't want to fire him, but I'm allowed to criticize him. I bathe in this nonsense. I'm allowed to speak my piece. His teams compete so hard. They play so hard on defense. Why won't you give him a chance as a head coach and stop the momentum? What are you, Gary Danielson over there? You don't believe in momentum? Uh, I think that by results and by eye test, Tony, you would say that, that Barnes is – is an A regular season coach, uh, an, an A uh, program builder, and a 
C minus NCAA yeah. basketball. Coach. C minus Thursday. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know why. Uh, I, your your theory is as good as any I've heard. What's my theory? That he he just doesn't can't kind of change in the moment. He's he's too rigid in certain things, whether they they prove to be whether they prove to be successful in tournament play or not. Um, uh, at, you know, and it, again, you, you have to throw in, you, you have to throw in an, another thing that's confusing is how good he generally is in the SEC tournament. And I, I get the only thing I can come up with there is he's just so much more familiar with his opponents there. Uh, that his stuff works better there than it does in March. But, uh, but you know, these guys are winning tomorrow, aren't they? That's the script here. Our fans are totally miserable. Not all of them, but a good bit of them are really put off by this brand of basketball. They're going to get tortured to the Sweet 16. That's what's going to happen. Well, I, I hope that's right, Tony. I, I just This team just has never passed the eye test to me. Torture. Um uh, I know I know they pass all of the metrics tests, but uh, I, I I just don't have any faith in a team that, tur- especially here at the end of the year, uh, that's forgotten how to value the basketball or doesn't have a guy that's capable of it, uh, and and it's a team that hasn't been able to close games all year long. Uh, those two things just don't pretend to advancing in the tournament. I'm going to go back to the phones, 865-200-5402. I just, people were really, really tore up, a bunch of people. Even people that are like moderate and generally normal. I'm not talking about the Polly Joes of the world who were just nutty as as a fruitcake last night. And the other guy, Dave, who wants Barnes fired, you know, I had to blow him up last night. I just got, I couldn't do it anymore. We won a game. I mean, you all need to relax. But there certainly are valid criticisms. The rigidity is certainly accurate. And the unwatchable, at times, brand of basketball. I mean, to have an 18-point lead to that team that can't play, and that team can't play, they played last night, and give them life two or three times because you're just stupid. Stupid basketball. Balls were stupid last night at times, Bino. hate to say that. Love them. Yeah, it, it is hard. His offense is really hard to watch, Tony, and and – um, I, I, I can't, you know, I, I'm not going to jump on anyone that's tired of Barnes basketball. No, I, I'm not going to do that. The, the only thing that I ever do is just put out a cautionary tale there that there's, there's no magic wand that takes you from a guy who regularly gets you in the tournament to a guy who regularly advances in the tournament. There just aren't enough of those guys out there to think that automatically making a change is going to take you now it may get it may allow you to enjoy the games a little more regardless of of uh, how far you go uh, you know I'm certainly not going to discount that but uh, there there's there's no magic wand that takes you from a guy that gets you the tournament every year to a guy that advances further than Barnes Matt Dixon said last night and he's probably right and he's no Barnes and East either like, some of the writers here in town are just, you know, are under the guy's spell. Which, hey, more power to you. Be under the guy's spell. I never have been, but go for it. I appreciate how hard his teams play. 
wins games, you're always in the tournament. Sooner or later, he's got to break through. Sooner or later, they've got to break through. Sooner or later, they've got to do something we're not expecting them to do. Now, they're a higher-seeded team than this Duke bunch. Finally, though, Bino, Vegas has caught up to the Vols. Last night, finally, the the, the lines caught the Vols. Isn't that interesting, Bean Star? Because going into the game, it looked like they'd be a three-point favorite against Duke. That's what the metric said. But not after last night. Vegas Vegas flipped on the Vols last night. Vegas turned on them last night, Bean Star. Yeah, I mean the power rating that uh, that I like has Tennessee as a one point favorite on a neutral court against Duke, um, and uh, they're uh, well, they catching two. Is that what the line is? It's four now. Favorite four. Oh, okay. It jumped. Yeah, well. So, I think it opened at two and a half or so. So people yep. are, are are betting betting Duke pretty heavy, which is probably not a bad thing for us. We'll see. No, Bum Barnes. I'm saying to those guys, look, the whole world thinks you're losing. Your fan base thinks you're losing. Nobody thinks you guys can do. That's what I'd appeal to them. Nobody thinks you guys can do this. Do you guys? Can you do it? Can you this play? Is, can you play forty minutes of consistent basketball? Can, can we play a game without having a nine minute um, scoring drought? To our seniors, can and you guys make a shot for I'll us? I'll say this, and I said this last night. Last year, the roles were reversed. It's flipped. Tennessee was the hot team coming in, and Michigan, I'm sure they sort of were more looking like this year's Tennessee team coming into that second-round matchup. The Vols had just won the SEC tournament. Yep. They were on a roll for the entire month of February. Duke has won, what, nine, ten in a row now? They've won their ACC tournament. And they had an easy time in the first round like Tennessee did last year. Michigan kind of struggled in their first-round game. Tennessee struggled in their first-round game last night. So let's see if the Vols can be the one to to buck the trend like Michigan did last year. Who's going to hit? Who's going to step up like Michigan's forward last year and hit the shots for the Vols? That's the question. Somebody's got to. Tron Maiman said that three seniors need to have good games. Because Phillips, Phillips isn't going to do it. He's just not. Not in that spot. These kids that have played a lot of basketball, that have been in this thing, that have lived in the tournament, and, and this class has lived in the tournament. Now, they haven't had tournament success, per se, any of any great repute. But they should be ready tomorrow. And they've been very good against better name opponents. They have. They've been very good against them. Right. This is a, and what he said just now, this is a pretty good spot for Tennessee. If you're a guy that likes spots, and I am, it's a pretty good spot for Tennessee. And Brian mentioned it last night uh, on the post game, and that's that we got by in a game where we got almost nothing, almost nothing out of Triple J. And Vescovy, and I don't believe we'll have two games in a row where the both of those guys are no shows. I'll say this: that Roach kid from Duke right now is going to absolutely Roach Tennessee if somebody doesn't match him tomorrow. If they let him run around unfettered the way that uh, uh, Oral Roberts did last night and let him get off early, it'll be bye bye birdie. Me, I said we got a lottery ticket in our hands. Let's scratch it. 
Brian Hartman's calling this a par. I'm going to ask Bino if it's a par. I'm going to take your calls. We're doing it on the other side. It's me, you, us, and them. Let's do it. It's March Madness after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, 
there's always one nearby. Quickwire Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group. Or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group. Land is your legacy. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Escobars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. TB back with you, 865-200-5402. Kyle Blackburn's joined our room now. He's at the game last night. Let's go to the phones. We'll get him in. We'll work him in, as we say in the trade. But I promised wall-to-wall y'all, as Beanstar likes to say, and let's get our... uh, Let's get our first call in. Hello and welcome. You're live on the Tony Basilio Show. Good morning. Happy St. Patrick's Day, Tony. Oh, thank Happy you. Happy NCAA Victory Day, Tony. Thank you. I don't have any green on today. I don't have any green on as we go to our TLD Logistics but Hotline. Got, but I'm orange from head to toe. Beautiful. So, you know. Are you rocking green today? Are you uh, Are you rocking no. green? No? All orange, man. I am. I'm orange, and I've got a... I've got a guitar player hat on today, one of these Tilly hats. It's nice and warm. It's for, it is like freezing here today for some reason. Cold rain outside. You know, uh, you know guys. Yeah, it's cold. It's cold raining. Good. Go ahead, Brian. This ought to be good. Go ahead, Brian. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, fed on uh, St. Mary's today, playing on St. Uh, Patrick's Day. This. It's like being over today. <laughs> Bet on them. Vermont this. wears green. Bet on them. Michigan State wears green. Bet yeah. on them. That's all. That, the old heavy story. The old heavy. Uh, what heavy do one night? You know the guy in Oak Ridge, the character, the people unfamiliar with heavy. Tell, tell the tell the distillated version of this, and Ward hang right there. Good, Bino. The heavy yeah. story. This is funny. He he called Freddie and said, "We got him that, Freddie." Freddie said, "Where you got heavy?" He said, "I bet every saint on the sheet: Saint Mary, Saint Bonaventure, Saint Peter, Saint Joe, Saint <laughs> Joseph's." What'd you do that for, Heavy? Lord's not gonna let all those saints loose. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Wardy. Oh man! Yeah, bet it's your own wrist on St. Bonaventure. Hey, um, so okay, so uh, hey, I, I love winning. You know, you you grow up as a as a Tennessee fan through the through the seventies and eighties and nineties, and there's been enough years where we didn't make the NIT. 
much less make it to the dance and win a game. So, uh, you know, I, I think there's, when it comes to basketball, obviously it's like this in every sport, but basketball, the ball touches everybody's hands so much on every possession. Every single player can touch the ball. That doesn't happen in baseball or football. And so continuity, rhythm, knowing each other, knowing how a guy's going to move, how he's going to cut, you know, two of those blatant, horrifically ugly turnovers was Triple J passing the ball to two freshmen who, who like halfway cut and then stopped. And he just yep. expected them to keep going. The ball went out of bounds. Yep. But you know what? Here's the problem. Those guys are freshmen in November. In March, those guys aren't freshmen. Those guys have both no, played a lot of basketball. No, Awaka hadn't played a lot of basketball. And Phillips... Plays 10 minutes a night. Yeah, you know, he's down low. He's not, he's not talking about the way he's going to pass. He doesn't... I'm getting semantic, but... Well, your phone's going in and out on me, Ward. You're like, are you driving somewhere? Your phone's going in and out. I'm, I'm, I'm standing in, I'm standing in uh, Home Depot. All right. Um, I'll, I'll stand still. Hey, um, the other thing is I'll play a little devil's advocate on Vescovy for just a second. If he stays in the game and he picks up his third foul, and then if he picks up his fourth foul early in the second half, and now he's out in the second half. He's had four fouls two years. Uh, for two, and, and when he was in the game in the second half, he was out of the game, which is Bino's point, which is a great point. Well, he pulled he him off the floor for 13 him. minutes. And that, that, that's been his challenge his whole career. When a guy bellies up on him and is, is more athletic yeah. and physical than he is, he has a really hard time getting a shot. And that's what, wow. I mean, you look at every tough game he's had, that's, mm-hmm. that's the way people play him. Played 38 minutes a night and picked up four fouls twice this year. He had two the other day. They pulled him off the floor against Missouri, and they got and they got smashed. You got it. This is tournament time. There's no tomorrow. We don't take him out of games. Can't you can't leave him out for third, especially when somebody makes when somebody makes a comeback when you pull him out of the game. I mean, I'm asking my head coach to watch the game and adjust. That's all. So I, I hear you. And so his adjustment was he went zone, which he never does or rarely ever does, which I thought was a, a pretty a pretty good move in that in that moment. Couldn't he have done that with um, Vasco in the game? He could have. He could have, but it's also it's also like telling a, a football player to play half speed. When when you train kids to play that hard and that aggressive on defense, you say, okay, listen, I don't want you to play that hard. I don't want you to be that aggressive. He's a senior, though. It, it messes with you. I, don't I get it? I get it. I'm I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm just playing the other side of the coin. And if we would have picked up a third foul in the first half. And that would have impacted the outcome of the game. People have been calling and raising hell about that too. So, I don't know about that. I think he could have played in the second half with three fouls. Uh, again, you're dealing with a guy that's a very cagey kid, very smart guy, talks to the officials. If you watch him all the time, never is in foul trouble, unless you want to consider two fouls in the first half foul trouble, which old school people do. New school oh, people let him play. And those new school Absolutely. people let him play. Yep. Yeah, my, third, my, my, my final thought here, and sure. you guys can talk about this today and, and in the future, the – the idea of roster construction yep. and and in-game adjustments, yep. is that the head coach's responsibility? Yes, but that is also a major part of what the assistants do. That's a major part of what the assistants do. And he's, he's lost his top two assistants the last couple of years, his player development guys, his scouting guys, his adjustment guys. And while, hey, he's, he's the one getting paid six mil, and he's 
got to make the decisions, and he's the one accountable and, and deserves the heat. That's a coaching collective that does those things, and um, I don't know. I think it's food for thought. Maybe in the off season, maybe, but you know, you, you, there's a reason why those coaches huddle up, and there's guys there who say, "Hey, we need to do this and do that." Here's their tendency. This is their tendency. Um, I don't know how much he gets from those guys that he's got now, and I'm not. I'm just. I'm just putting that out there. That's not a criticism. That's. A, that's. A, I'm wondering if that's been part of the cause of. And that triggered because of what you said, the swing and the miss on the kid that who went to Tulsa. I mean, my yep. daughter went to Tulsa. I've been to Tulsa. Yep. That's a garbage job. That's a school with 3,000 kids in a crappy league where 2,000 people come to the game. That's a, that's a know-nothing job. And why he didn't want to come to Tennessee, when I'm sure we could have upped the ante and gotten him here, I mean, that's swing and the miss again. We can't keep missing on kids. And if it's, it's up to the relationships that the assistants have, yep. then we need some better assistants. Well, that's a guy that Rod Clark, again, trained and had a, thank you, Ward, and had a pre-existing relationship with. And he told him, he told him one week ago, I'm coming. That's why I wrote what I wrote, that they were in wonderful shape with him when he entered the transfer portal. But the roster construction issue is very interesting, but it is for everybody because it's a game of, of uh, flux now. Kyle Blackburn, you were at the game. How are you on the Vescovy and the three, two fouls and taking him out for 13 minutes in the first half and basically losing your way once he left the game? What, what, what do you, what do you, what side of that do you come down on? And then we'll go back to the phones. You know, John, I thought they would have perhaps brought him back after the four minute timeout mm-hmm. or a TV timeout. Um, and they didn't. Uh, but that's kind of Barnes. MO, right, is we get in the first half and get up 12, 13 points on a team, and instead of extending it to 17, 18, 20, we tend to let it get back down to 11, 10, 9. And so it didn't surprise me that that's what happened. Uh, my biggest fear came true because I went to the opening rounds, and uh, I mean, it's special getting to go to those first two days of basketball, in particular mm-hmm. the first day. But if you're not careful as the seed, if you let the lower seed hang around, not only do they continue to, you know, build confidence in life, it turns into an away game because everyone else that is there is there to see the upset. And all of a sudden, the entire arena minus your fan base is now cheering against you. Now, whether or not that matters to the team, whatever, but it's just an added factor. What's the energy? That goes against you. Yeah, energy, energy, energy changes. The yeah, only, yeah. only benefit was the fact that it was the 940 game, and so a lot of people had gone home. Energy matters, but, but the crowd certainly popped. When they got to within five and had yes. the basketball, you could hear the crowd pop, even through the television. You could hear the crowd pop, and you could feel it. And yes, you know what? You if I'm there the watching that... If I'm there watching that and I see a team give up an 18-point lead with 12 minutes left and this team's within five with the ball and that three ball goes down, I'm on the – I don't care. I'm on the edge of my seat screaming against – cheering against Tennessee at that point if I'm just watching that casually. 100%. And that's kind of what happened. You know, uh, know, one thing, guys, that we do that's strange for a – we do things that are strange for a veteran team. Mm Mm-hmm. It, it seems odd to me, a veteran team that has trouble closing games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think that's been a Barnes trait. 
Uh, but this year, this team has had real difficulty closing games. Mm-hmm. And last night, uh, Pat Adams makes a horseman your call down on the baseline when we've got a guy trapped. With We've got a, a – I believe we had an 18-point lead at that time. And instead of us having the ball with an 18-point lead, he caught the foul. They throw it in and hit a three and take it to 15, hit another three and take it to 12. And all of a sudden, you've got a basketball game. Now, we allowed that to happen, but most of the time, a veteran team will overcome something like that. But I thought that call changed the entire tenor of the game. Pre- Pre-Zizi, we were having trouble closing games. Let's go back to the phones, get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Tony Basilio show on a Friday. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. This is Dave in Chattanooga. How are y'all? Hey, Dave. Welcome in. Just to speak to your all's point about closing games out, I tracked last night from the four-minute mark on of our offensive possessions. Uh, there were eight possessions for Tennessee on offense in the last four minutes. Uh, Viscovi stepped on the sideline on one. Uh, triple, day, triple J shoots a way too deep three and barely hits the rim. Uh, Mayshack gets fouled as they press, and he makes the front end of two free throws. Uh, Key gets fouled, makes the front end. Then we have a shot clock violation, and then a missed shot by Key uh, at the end of the shot clock. The seventh possession, Triple J is fouled, missed the front end, makes the second. And then the eighth one, same thing, but Phillips makes uh, misses the front end, makes the second. Those were our last eight possessions, no field goals in the last eight possessions in four minutes. Uh, and and some of those turnovers and poor shots were from the seniors on the team, from Santee, from Triple J, and I'm not picking on those guys, and I know they're up against it without yep. Ziegler being out there, but somebody's got to make plays in the last four minutes. Well, and this is a theme now, right? I mean, even in the games they led, minus ZZ, they didn't close. They haven't closed games well, but – you know, ZZ was on the floor the night they lost to uh, Missouri. He, I guess he took himself off the floor that night with the foul, but still the point is they didn't close that game well. They just, I don't i don't know, they just don't do sound things offensively. And, and they don't do sound things offensively in the first 36 minutes of games, and they certainly don't do them in the last four. So Yeah, I think Dave, I think Dave's, I think this thing has become a gorilla uh, on on the backs oh, of points. all of our players mm. uh, because they haven't had success late in games this season, and now it just yeah. it compounds itself. Hey, to Kyle's point, you know, if that three that three ball goes with about two and a half minutes left, they probably beat us. I mean, if we're going to be honest, ah, there's 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 That's certainly a chance of that. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I hate Duke. I've hated them for years. I hate Christian Leitner, Cherokee oh. Parks, Grayson Allen, just a few. Um, and I've been wanting to see them play Tennessee in the tournament for years. Yep. And like some of those Pearls teams, I think would have drug them. Uh, and then I think, you know, even Conzo's year, where we made Sweet 16, if we'd played them instead of Mercer, we had a good chance of beating them that year. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's just so Tennessee that we finally get them the year we finally get them in the tournament. We lose our point guard two weeks before it starts, you know? Uh, just sucks. But hey, I, I'm, I'm counting on our physicality being the thing that keeps us in it tomorrow. I'm hoping that that uh, disrupts Duke a little bit, catches them off guard a bit, because um, every time you see Tennessee and, and you hear the post game from a head coach, they're talking about how the physicality was just something that that they weren't ready for, and so I'm hoping that's what keeps Tennessee in the game tomorrow. That it's and uh, you know what do we got to lose, guys? It's house money. Let's go out there and fight those guys. Go down swinging if we're going to go down. 
Thank you, brother. Good talking to you. Yeah, that's the thing I want to see. I want to see Tennessee. I want to see Tennessee shoot their shots tomorrow. Not go out meekly if you go out. Play well. Play well tomorrow, please. And from a coaching standpoint, help your team, please. Maybe they'll have some great stuff tomorrow. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony. It's Dave and Eckworth. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Dave. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, um, Dave and Chattanooga uh, kind of stole a little bit what I was going to talk about with the senior leadership. I, you know, at some point, you know, Barnes is, you know, and I understand, I understand all the frustrations with Barnes. It's a frustrating team. It's a frustrating sport these days. It's frustrating, you know, you know, I was watching that Virginia game. They didn't score in the last – they didn't score a point, not just a field goal. They didn't score a point in the last 451 of their game. So this isn't a Tennessee thing. This is a this is a college basketball thing. And everybody on yep. college basketball now goes through three, four, and five-minute yep. periods so they don't score. And, yep. and I think I think Barnes is, is almost like, hey, we are what we are. So by golly, we're going to be great on defense. So when we have those five minutes lulls and and, and 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 situations like that, that we're not going to get in a hole because our defense is going to keep the other team from scoring more than two or three points during that same time frame. Try that against Duke tomorrow. Try that against Duke and come back to me, okay? Because you will literally, if you turn that ball over thirteen times tomorrow in the first half, you mark my words right now, you'll be down twenty-five. You will get absolutely hammered tomorrow if you do that. You know. It's, it's, it's one thing not to score, but to have all the turnovers with it is yeah. what's killing them. That's and just can kill you. It's unwatchable. They just went through a scoring drought without having that yeah. many turnovers. And I thought the second half last night, they actually, the first 10 to 15 minutes, I think they only had one or two turnovers. And then they hit good. that wall, Bri. They hit that wall, and there came a spate of about seven and of them. And then they, they extended their lead to 18 points. And they hit result. that wall. And when this guy, when these guys hit that wall... I don't care whether you're there like Kyle was last night. You're watching on television. You can absolutely feel it coming when this gut when this group hits the wall. Well, and, and Tony, what I don't understand, you know, talking about Barnes, you know, yeah. learning something from mistakes. You know, what happened when we played uh, Loyola? Didn't 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 Schofield get two fouls early in that game, and we were and we were the guy, them, Hey, Dave, and he took Schofield the, out for the whole rest of the first half. The guy is never. Going to, change. Never going to change and you know what I agree. it's how you can have that much talent i'm not picking at him just an observation here when you don't adjust in the moment you watch his team play you watch jay wright's team play you watch his team play you watch uh, billy donovan's team play you watch his team play you watch bill self play there's those guys are not going to take the guy out and let him sit there and let or let you go on a 13 point run and i'm not going to get a timeout I'm going to wait for television. There's just no way. No way. He is what he is. And, yep. and so our, our seniors have to overcome that. And unfortunately, our seniors aren't overcoming anything. They are they are letting us down, letting the team down at times, just like, yep. just like our coaches, unfortunately. A, and yep. and one, one, thing, one, one thing about, and I'll let you go to this, because it's bugged me all year long. Triple J did it last night. Yep. Santee's done it all year, which is, when a guard starts to take take the ball to the bucket, and this is what caused the, the this is what caused their first two threes that, that started the run. Either Santi or Triple J will try will come up will play off his man. Now they don't they don't come down and double team specifically, but they kind of do that kind of reaching thing where they kind of get out in the way a little bit, but they leave their man wide open, and 
that team wasn't going to take the ball. Their guards weren't going to take the ball to the bucket. Let Meshack handle that guard. Don't don't come off the one guy that could hurt you, which is their three-point shooter, which they couldn't shoot. But if you're going to leave them wide open, they're going to have a chance to make it. That was the only thing they could hurt them last night. Santee does the same thing in every game, and it drives me crazy where we will just leave a three-point shooter wide open for no reason. He's Taking risks. On he's, yep. just getting, he's just getting in the way a little bit. Play, play your man. I think this team could even be better defensively if you're not giving them open looks. Well, they're, they're third in America, and they held that team like 29% last night, so it's pretty darn good. Let's go back to the phones. Or is it 39? What was the number last night they shot? They, the, Louisiana did shoot about 50 in the second half, though. They went kind of crazy. Let's go back. But at one point, Tennessee was really holding them down. When they were right before that um, that run happened, that 13-point run, they flashed up that they flashed up a graphic because they thought on television that Tennessee was getting ready to choke them out and beat them by about 30. They flashed that number up there about their defense on the year, but that's when they went on that run. Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome. It's uh, Tony Basilio show. The Vols and Duke tomorrow in the squared circle. Hey, Tone. This is Chad in Houston. How hey, you? Chad. Welcome in, buddy. Hey, uh, it's been a long time. Hey, uh, look, these NCAA tournaments, Everybody has the trouble closing out in these games, and when you get that, when we got that eighteen point lead last night, I was you know, I was thinking we're going to need that eighteen point lead because at some time that team's gonna start hitting three pointers, and you know, to me, to, to, tonight or tomorrow night's game, it's all about we've got to get somebody. Somebody's got to get hot. Yep. And what's up with Triple J? I mean, he. I mean, this guy. We don't, and I've emailed you a couple weeks ago. We don't have any leadership on this team, and you know we can talk X's and O's. They've won twenty four games. Far. I mean, they have some leadership. They won. Come on now, they won twenty four games. What do you mean they have no leadership? Well, They're in the round of thirty two. Well, look, they got the best, one of the best defenses in the country for one, and um, but they got no leadership, Tony, on the offensive end. And Triple J last night catching the ball in the perimeter and not even. Looking at the basket, he's not even a threat. He just not his game. And, and it's not his game. He's not going to drive the ball. It's just not his game. Never was. Never will be. But it, Tony, he is so talented. Not his and game. Was, he's crazy well, talented, but he doesn't have. He don't have a mentality. He doesn't have a dog mentality to 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 drive a basketball. It's just not who he is. He owns two cats. There you go. He's got a cat mentality. Nine lives, cat's yeah. eyes. He owns two cats. Oh, wow. And, and not a tiger either. <laughs> triple, if triple, triple J, if he would, if he would just get aggressive on the offensive end, I mean, we're going to need something like that for tomorrow. He has to absolutely to play tomorrow. Give her, you better get double figures out of him tomorrow, or you're going to get below. Exactly. The problem is Duke's not going to blow anybody out. So I talk about blowing somebody out. Duke's just like Tennessee; they want to play you close. The only reason Duke one-sided that team last night is that other team quit playing when they got frustrated. Bino, you saw the same thing I did, right, with Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts couldn't make foul shot, couldn't make any layups over Duke's length, and, and then the, their three balls wouldn't go, and then they just quit. Oral Roberts just said, that's, a, that's we've had enough of this in the first half. Yeah, uh, Tony, I didn't get to see much body language stuff with them. I was, uh, I was actually listening to that game on the radio in, in transit, and it, it was such a blowout by the time I got to a television that I watched very little of that one from that point on. Kyle, you were there for that. Did you see what I saw that they just didn't want any? 
Yeah, it looked like more of a false start out of the gate. I mean, yep. you go and they couldn't get anything done, and that was it. So you gave. I mean, you spotted Duke what fifteen points yep. just about before you scored. Yep. And when you do that, it takes a special kind of team. I mean, fifteen is not an insurmountable number. Obviously, we saw eighteen <laughs> go down to five. You see it all the time. But uh, when you spot a team like that and you just don't turn it around immediately and you're frustrated. They just, they never got their heads on straight and the fans wanted it. I mean, the fans that were there, they wanted Oral Roberts to come back. Yep. I mean, you could just, you could, you, they were just itching on the edge of their seats. Just get us to 10 and we're right behind you. And it just never happened. You know, to, uh, to, to Chad's point, to Chad's point and to Kyle's point, um, one thing that we just do not have Yep is a take-over-the-game guy. Yep. If we have a guy, if we have that guy, it's probably Triple Z, and he's he's too small uh, to fill that role in some search uh, situations. But a take-over-the-game guy is just not the style of player that Barnes targets in recruiting or nope. for his program. Nope. Right? It, 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 that's it's an right. offense that basically runs off of Barnes's GPS. And and that's, if and you've that's, ever had a GPS yeah. that doesn't work, and you don't know where you're supposed to be, and you're lost, you have no idea what to do. That's sort of like what uh, our offense does. I mean, the truth is... Based on this yeah. offense, it's supposed to open itself up, and when yeah. it doesn't, we don't know what to do. They're constipated. Yeah, it's a wonderful defense. They play really hard, and it's horrendous offense. Rick Barnes's offense is just, it's utterly horrendous. I mean, God bless him. Hey, Chad, thank you. I got a, no, I, I'm got. i up I against could, a hard break. Go ahead, Bino. I could be wrong on this, seems to me that the two take-over-the-game guys that Barnes has had in his program since he's been here were Lamonte Turner and Admiral Schofield, and he didn't recruit either one of them. He doesn't. No. Uh-uh. He, he likes uh, – Conzo used to call him the private school guys. Barnes likes the private school guys. He doesn't like the dogs. I mean, it's just the way it is. Hey, different strokes for – the guy wins 25 games a year. I'm not going to argue with it. Problem is, you get in a tournament – Oh, he has to decide how he's going to sure. put his program together, and he's been really successful doing it. It's just not – that's just not his style of play. Take a brief time out, we come back. But then again, all those Duke kids, are all private school kids too, in a private school. And Tennessee's got to beat them tomorrow. It's time to beat those clowns. Somebody, that, that uh, shihadi girl asked uh, – girl – that lady asked uh, Shire, did you get a take from Coach K? Did you get a take from Coach K? Would you stop it with the Coach K stuff? And, and, and why is he on every commercial? What a pig. What a total pig that guy is. Go away. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. 
Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chandala yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Come to the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Championship, hosted by the Columbia Breakfast Rotary Club, benefiting their college scholarship fund. Outstanding auctioneers from across the country will be competing to be named the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Champion. The event will be held at the Tennessee Livestock Sale Barn at 1231 Industrial Park Road, Columbia, Tennessee, starting at 11 a.m. Hope to see you there. 31. a fun event to take the family to, Harmon Scrap Metal is hosting an Easter egg hunt on April 8th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Woodland Park in the Fallen Heroes Shelter. This will be fun for the whole family. We will have food trucks, prizes, and photos with the Easter Bunny. Come on out and support local. Start times vary by age. Visit our Facebook page, Harmon Scrap Metal, for more information. 
This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. To the callers, please hang there. I am, uh, I got to tell you, we have a world champion on the line here, baseball royalty. Now, I I don't want to bring up Bino Jeff Henderson with our next guest, what happened in the World Baseball Classic the other day. Because his boys from the Dominican, if you think we got some heartbreak around here in the NCAA tournament, his Dominican guys, Bino, let Puerto Rico beat them. Yeah, and you know there's some passion there. Huh? The great Jose Rio now joining us, World Series champion. Jose, I I was telling you off the air, I've always, and I mean this, and you're in town uh, for uh, TN Sports Show, tnsportshow.com over at the Coliseum tomorrow. Tons of athletes there, including World Series champion Jose Rio of the Cincinnati Reds. Jose, I welcome you in. I've, I just love your spirit, man. I always have. I've never met you. I've never talked to you till a minute ago. And you are who I thought you were. You're just, you're just you, man. I've always loved your spirit, brother. Welcome in. Thank you very much, brother. You know, and it's easy to be... Uh, easy going person when you talk to somebody that have uh, a great spirit like you do too. I guess that really helped and make it even better. No doubt about it. And yeah. you know, you know, Ho- Jose. At the end of the day, you were telling me you were down there because you know we got this NCAA tournament going on right now, which is huge in our country, as you know, in yeah. hoops. And you were down at this uh, at this World Baseball Classic, which is absolutely to the latin american countries tell them how big it is tell them how important it is in, in the dominican to, to your people that's the biggest event in, in, in our country you know in, in uh, the whole world in uh, the caribbean because uh being over there playing against united states uh, venezuela is real nicaragua cuba uh, venezuela it's something major 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 because to me that's the way or measuring how good uh, countries are in baseball. And to get beat by Venezuela and Puerto Rico at the same time, that's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. Even though, even though, I got to make this clear for the record, Dominican had twice as better team than both of those countries, Puerto Rico and Venezuela. Maybe three times they got better team. But it doesn't matter. I had the great team in the paper. It doesn't matter. No, that's right. That's right. Even before, even before the game starts, game one, I, I announced it and I stated to myself, we three better than Puerto Rico and Venezuela. But don't let happen to you guys what happened to Oakland A's against Cincinnati in 1990. They supposed to be stable. They're supposed to sweep Cincinnati Red. nothing. And look what happened. Look what happened. So make sure you guys be ready, be aggressive, and don't take anything for granted. Next thing I know, they eliminated, bro. The great Jose Rio joining. Tomorrow he's going to be at TN Sports Show, uh, the Tennessee Sports Show, tnsportshow.com, over at the Coliseum. Now, Jose's doing a pitching clinic tomorrow, 9 o'clock. Sign-ups available at Knox Base. Again, Knox Base. Uh, they're over on Callahan Drive if you want to look them up. Knox Base, Jose Rio, and they've got space at the pitching clinic. So if you want to get your youngster out there and uh, come and meet Jose Rio, 
an opportunity for uh, him to learn from a a World Series champion who won two games in the World Series. And, Jose, I can still picture Lou Pinella going out there and getting you in the ninth inning, and that look on your face. You you look like me when, when my uh, Tennessee basketball balls got beat by Michigan last year in the NCAA tournament. You were urinated off. And I don't blame you, man. 32 years later, 33 years later, I don't blame you, dude. Well, bro, can you imagine me working my butt off all year to pitch the last game of the World Series? And then in the ninth inning, you might just get the first guy out. You just strike him out. So that's me. Are you retired 20 guy in a row? He retired the last 20 in a row. I mean, he got... As a manager, he got all these shoes in the world. He can sell whatever you want. He got to give you a chance to finish again. That was the only time in my life that Lupinella took me out of the game without even asking me how I feel. I was so awed. I was real. I said, Lou, I've been pitching the whole year for this moment right here. Are you taking it away from me? He told me, Rio, you did your job. Let me do mine. I said, really? I said, here's the ball. I hope you did your job. It's wrong to mine. I'll meet you outside, Lou. And Lou, it was, it was, it was, it was, to me, it was that scenario. I don't want to get out of the game. I do not want to leave that game that day. Which I love competitors, man. I mean, you're such a competitor at the end of your career that you came back and fought back from our in trouble. Jose Rios joined us on the program, who's going to be at TN Sports Show tomorrow over at the Coliseum, and that gets underway at 11 a.m., goes till 6. Jose's going to be there along with a cavalcade of guest stars, studs, and stallions, the Chris Lofton game day experience. They're going to have a big screen set up near Chris. You can go watch a Tennessee game with him. More stars at this show than in a galaxy. They're giving away jerseys, autographed jerseys from uh, Hendon Hooker, Alvin Harper. They have a Jamal Lewis jersey there. The first 150 through the door get a pack of trading cards, prize of some kind in every one. Uh, so also, first 150 get an exclusive limited edition signed print by uh, the artist of Peerless Price. Uh, Bino, Jeff Henderson, jump in here with the great Jose Rio, who blesses us with his presence today. Jose, great to be on with you. Uh, what do you think uh, the modern-day pitchers would think about you winning two games in the World Series in a four-game World Series? Not, not, not only the winning uh, two games, the way we win those two games, you know, with seven nothing and two to one, retiring the last twenty batter in a row that we faced. That is unbelievable. Right? But the thing that's not the the number, you know, it don't matter to me. The the, the, the team that we face, the Oakland A's, the team the, to me, it don't it doesn't get no better. It doesn't get no better team. Than the 1990 Oakland A's, the lineup they have, bro. And when they get mad in the 19, they lose, take me out. Let me tell you one of the biggest reasons why I was so mad. Because Jose Canseco, so that year, was Tom Brown leader. And, and, and the American League, he don't hit. He don't play the last game, the fourth game, because I struck him out three times in the fourth game. So he was, there was, been cheating for him if they take me out, and that's what happened. That's what happened. Randy Myers came in, pinch chicken circle, and I was worried. I was nervous for the first time in the game. I was nervous when they take me out. Now when I was pitching, 
what would they take me out? <laughs> well, you can't control it. You know, I mean, at that point, you're a spectator. And by the way, you know what Pinnell is? I mean, let's let's face the facts here. He's one of those Yankees that Bino, the guy you just talked to, is a big Yankee fan. He's one of those Yankee clowns, man. <laughs> he's Italian. He's my buddy. I, I love Lupinella. I love Oh, yeah, he's Italian. If he's Italian, he's all right with me, then. You, you got my vote. I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Jose Rio joined us on the show. Brian Hartman, get in here. I'm in your side, too, bro. Hey, Jose, this is the first year where they're going to play interleague series against every team in the uh, yeah. other league. Mm-hmm. What is your take on interleague play? Do you like it? Did you like it when they first started doing it? I bet he it? hates it. I bet he hates it. I hate it. I hated it. I hated it, bro. I think the, 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 the most beautiful element in the atmosphere of baseball is the surprise. You know, to be facing a team before, you know, you face them in the World Series, it's not, it's not a surprise that you're already facing. So when those two teams face each other in, in the World point. Series, they never, you never see them before, it's even better. It's more exciting. Oh. You know, the only the only thing, but for the only reason this is good, that's for business, to make more money in baseball. Not to make baseball better or interesting, it's to make more money. So I don't, I'm, I'm against that. Well, the game had mystique back then, Jose. The game had mystique, you know. Exactly. Do you like the uh, designated hitter exactly. for National League? What's that? The designated hitter in the National League. Brian's asking you. Let me let me ask you something. For how long we've been playing baseball? How long's the game been going on? Forever, right? Yep. Why would it change now? I mean, how do you get a comparison? And to last year, for now on, it's going to be changed. You know how exciting it is for me to face a hitter, a pitcher? Well, as a pitcher, when I'm hitter, it's exciting. It's awesome. And I'm pretty sure when I'm pitching, I also want to face Glavin. I want to face Maddox. I want to face Gooden. I mean, it's beautiful. It's a great challenge, you know. Why you want to change it now? And then make you make it get a little bit difficult. Now you got to face a guy that's in the bench and make him fifteen twenty million dollars who, who, who is a, a better hitter. So it make it a di- little bit difficult for the pitcher. Not that it matter if you're a good pitcher, but it's not, it's not as interesting. You know what I mean? See, if you, let me put it to you this way. If you're facing Ricky Henderson in the ninth inning and he hit a double, it's just Ricky Henderson. But if you're facing Jose Rio, and then I didn't I get a hit. That's a surprise. The great, it's something extra, yeah. yeah, it's something extra for the game. You know what I mean? And they they taking that all the way, all the way from the for people. They taking the really love, the exciting part from the game. They taking it away. The great Jose Rio joining us, World Series champion tomorrow. Part of the TN Sports Show, TNSportsShow.com. The Tennessee Sports Show over at the Coliseum. Uh, 11 to 6 tomorrow. It's going to be a cavalcade of stars. There's no question about it. Jose, the great Jim Peters over at TLD Logistics wanted me to ask you about pitching and frigid temperatures. Our Tennessee baseball team tomorrow, it tomorrow when they play, it's going to be 19 degrees when they leave for the park, 28 wow. degrees when the game begins, 18-mile-an-hour winds at first pitch. 
Now, what's the coldest weather you ever pitched in, and how dangerous is it on a kid to go out there? Uh, and these are kids. These uh, the starter tomorrow will be a nineteen-year-old kid. How dangerous is it to pitch in those conditions? And are you worried about injury in that type of uh, that type of weather? Yes, it's uh, dangerous and ugly, both combined. It doesn't get any worse because uh, you know when you get in loose the first inning. It don't matter because you you know you warm it up you yeah. you know you sweating trying to sweat and then you go straight to the to the mound. But the second inning, after you already pitch one inning, sit down and all your muscle contract and strength to get it back up there and to get loose, it, it's dangerous. It's very very dangerous because uh, your arm never get loose. It loses too much. It don't get hot enough. And then, you know, when you try to stretch the fastball and the breaking ball, it's not there. And the worst part, you got no feeling for the baseball. Then the feel, yeah. So, yeah, you know, yeah. So it's just dangerous. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's stupid. Uh, Bino, Jeff Henderson, jump in here with the great Jose Rio, who I'm bowing my head when I say thy name. Go ahead, uh, Bino. Jose, it's Tony told you I'm a Yankee fan, and I can remember the buzz about your – talent you came up with the yankees i think you actually pitched in the major leagues at 18 years old um what what was it like 18 years old in new york city that's a phenomenon bro a phenomenon that's unbelievable you know i never thought that i was going to make it that quick but yes i was working that hard and i'd be trying to become that gear that early but becoming 18 and being in new york in a big old city or the biggest city in the whole world. And with everybody to play ball, wanted to play for, it was, it was, uh, it was big. It was huge. It was huge. You know, I was, uh, very fortunate to play in that city in that year and have Dwight Gooden at the same time play for the Mets. And, uh, we both had a great year in the minor league. I have a little bit better number than him at the minor league that year, but, the match, it was a little bit loser about uh, letting him pitch and not had to worry about it. The Yankees, they was always asking for too much on the player. And I remember there was, used to mess a short reliever, long reliever, uh, and a starter at the same time. I would show up to the stadium. I, I don't know what he was going to do. So it was a little bit crazy. And then, and then became, uh, with a uh, minor league player, they sent me down for about uh, three months and didn't work out for me better when I got traded. Yeah, which had to be wild for you, right? When, when you got dealt. In, in the, uh, hang on, it was, uh, don't tell me, it was uh, the Ricky Henderson, right? Yeah, 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 well, Ricky Henderson, yeah. Yeah. It was a hell of a player, by the way. The best, the best player at, at, at his era at the time. It doesn't get no better. I mean, he was uh, fast, good arm, uh, good fielding, you know, yep. good hitting, lead off, lead in and a little home run. He was the best player in his air. The great Jose Rio appears on the TLD Logistics Hotline, online tldlogistics.com. Tomorrow he is at the TN Sports Show. And, Jose, I love you. I appreciate you. Now, you're in Knoxville. The Vols play Duke tomorrow. And Jose Rio, I'm going to ask you right now, are you taking Tennessee? 
are you taking those evil bastards from Duke? Uh, Tennessee is doing well right now. They're doing very good. That's my, that's my you, man. When you in a row like that, in a rhythm, it's hard to, you know. That's my man. To lose, it's too hard to lose. And then when you got so many supporters, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. So, I jump into the back waiting too because so, they're doing great. They're doing great. See, and, and, and by the way, the Dominican, you were telling me 10,000 of those people plus came to our country to watch you all hold the trophy this year and didn't get out of the first round, Jose. I don't want to pick at you, but geez Louise, man. Bro, we beat Nicaragua and we beat Israel. This is a two team. It's like a two little league team. Those two games don't count. For don't Venezuela. count. And Puerto Rico, but Venezuela, the only three players. They got three players. Edwin Diaz who got hurt. And they got the, uh, what's the name of the church stuff and the chicken base. That's it. That's it. Jose, let me ask you, let me ask you this. When, hey, Jose, when those guys, this season's over, right, and they go back to the island, they going to hear about it from the locals? Oh, my gosh. Right now, right now, if you look at the Dominican medium, yeah. they eat him alive. They eat him alive. They're, rip, they're ripping him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, we got Devil, we got Machado. He got everybody. I mean, he had the whole book. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Hey, Jose. Jose yeah. staff, bro. They got pitching staff that we have. How do you lose? They had all their Thank stars. You. They had all Thank their you. stars playing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, you're Thank my man. Much love to Thank you. you. Thank you. Hey, keep doing what you're doing, brother. We love you, man. Oh, my God. Thank you, guy. This is a great program. I'm glad it'd be. Well, it's because it's cause I blew smoke up your skirt for 20 minutes. That's why you say it's a great program, Jose. Come on, man. I love it. Stabbers. I love it, baby. Hey, take care, buddy. Take right. care. And, Jose, one more time, we'll be doing a pitching clinic tomorrow as well as appearing. But the clinic is going to be uh, the Jose Rio Pitching Clinic, uh, 9 a.m. tomorrow. He's on a busy day over at Knox Base, which is on Callahan Drive. Again, Knox Base, Callahan Drive. The number there is 865-659-5562. Bino, Jeff, how much fun was he? Oh, he's, he's, uh, he was a great guest, Tony. He was, he's, uh, he's a live wire. He ain't going for that losing. He ain't going for the Dominican yeah. choking out in that tournament, is he? No. Did Rick he's Barnes saying, coach him? Don't hey, like- hey, was Rick Barnes coaching the Dominicans, Beanstar? He, he doesn't sound like he's going for the DH either, Bino. Uh, no. No no interleague play. He's as old school as they come. I think Jose's all in or all out. I think Jose told me off the air. He said those freaking guys choked. <laughs> he was so <laughs> mad. He's so mad. He goes, Tony, I went down there to that. He goes, it pisses me off. I go, man, this is going to be a great interview. Let's go to the phones. Hello and welcome into our next call. Tony Basilio show on a Friday. Oh, my friends and friends compatriots doing today. Hey, Dobbs. Hey, W. That, that was great, Tony. That was great you had him on. Oh, he's a sweet guy. Uh, put me down for we're beating Duke. I'm for sure. All right. We're going to exercise some ghosts. And that will make our overall NCAA record 25 and 25. We do that. And I believe it will put Rick Barnes at one game over 500 if we do that for his career. So you're right on the money. 
I I agree with you guys about taking Vescovi out. I, I couldn't. My plan would be take him out for a couple of minutes, have a talk with him, get him right back in there. That's what I would have done. But, uh, you know, I, and Bino, uh, this is seniors agreeing with seniors today. You're kind of big picture on the basketball programs like mine. There's no magic wand you're going to have and bring somebody in here that can guarantee he's going to get us to the Elite Eight and Final Four. So I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. And, uh, you know, one thing Barnes can't do, he can't shoot free throws. And that was driving me. That was bad last night. Half. Uh, you know, we hit one, they go down and hit a three. That, uh, you know, we didn't hit, man, you are real probably good in higher math, but that, that doesn't add up, does it? You know, you know, uh, going 11 for 21 from the foul line in Division One basketball is not acceptable. I mean, I don't know what this is. I don't know where that's come from, but you're, you're not going to beat Duke going 11 for 20. Like Jerron Maiman said last night, if you think you're going to duplicate that on Saturday and get to a Sweet 16, executing like that from the foul line, you there is no way you're winning tomorrow if you do that again. No way. Yeah, W. Lynn, I mean, he made the right moves at the end of the game. You get Euros off. You yep. know he can't shoot free yeah. throws. You don't have a walkout out there. Yep. You've got guys out there that should be able to walk up the line and knock down free throws, and we were shooting at about 50% clip down the street. Yeah, and, uh, I, you know, I heard coaches in the past say that, you know, uh, when you have a couple of guys that are just horrible at the line like Euros and Iwaka, yep. sometimes the other team gets so focused on them that when they go up there, they put extra pressure on themselves or something. You know, I, I don't know, but it's inexcusable, intolerable. You got to hit seventy percent, you know, at least. Just, just humor me, right? I mean, you cannot yeah. go eleven for twenty-one from the foul line in an NCAA tournament game. You just can't. And uh, I, I don't know about you guys, but I like Van Gundy. Is that his name? Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, he's really good. He always has been. He's a great broadcaster. He, he's, Don't you miss Jimmy Dykes? He looked like years ago. He looks like uh, Gene Shallot. He, he, he looked like Ron Jeremy, that poor star. Well, I mean, I, you know, being, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I, I, I'll say this about uh, the NCAA tournament. Every game without Jimmy Dykes is a lovely game to spend a game with you. That's, that's the way I look at it. I agree, and uh, I loved it when uh, Van Gundy was talking about Vescovi. We got guys out there working on that 45-degree angle to bank it in for a three. That was such a great line. Hey, I appreciate the call, W. Lynn. Yeah, he called bank. He called bank on that, which ironically, you look back at Vesco's night, those were his only points in the game. Honk if you had that on your Singo card. Hey, Kyle, you coach, right? I'll tell you who I I tell you who I think is going to be a big star here. A I'm big star. I'm calling it an all league player next year is Meshack. When you do that in an NCAA tournament game and you take charge and you got that dog in you the way he did last night. Now he's wild. He's as wild as he wants to be on both ends of the floor. But he's got no fear, Kyle. This guy's got no fear. Something that I think maybe callers and fans when they talk about leadership or lacking, I think maybe that's sort of what 
we may not see as fans is that one person who is setting the tempo and how the game's going to be played and how everyone else is going to follow, even though they may not be a verbal or very vocal leader. Somebody made the point last night, this guy's a state champion in California who led his team on a, on a, on a run uh, there through the tournament. And the truth about him, Bino, he fits the mold of what you were talking about earlier. He's he's sort of he a does. he's sort of a non Rick Barnes type player. And I said last night, and I'm gonna say it again, they better not coach it out of him in the off season because he becomes a focal point of what they do next year. They better not mess with him. They better oh, I, encourage that. the The only thing he doesn't have is the offensive skills right now. To be a takeover of the game guy. Well, he can from a, his from a mindset hmm. point, he is. And to Kyle's point, here's a guy that on the year shooting 60 something percent free throw line, but he'll walk up there and hit big free throws. Hello. And last night he was four or six from the field, and his mid range game is excellent right now. Excellent. And he can shoot three ball every once in a while. I mean, he was really. Real and he's wild. You know, he had he had three he's turnovers last night to shoot that jumper. No, and he's not afraid of failing, which I love. He doesn't turtle up, man. This guy does not turtle up in the moment. I love this guy. Uh, it's still probably not on the scouting report either, Tony, which is a benefit because it's not. It's something we're seeing as of late. It's not probably something that they're targeting is Mayshack's well. mid-range game. <laughs> So I think you're correct, and I think he's also benefiting from a, an emergence in the second half of the season. He he was giving me Josh Richardson vibes last night, and that's and, what we need. I need some yeah, Josh Richardson if, vibes. If you're going to advance in tournaments, you got to have somebody do that for you. Uh, that comes along and that doesn't yep. contribute much, but they they do it in the right time. Hey, Duke got Duke got eight six points out of Filipowski kid who apparently uh, threw up last night. For the game, for those of you eating, sorry. The Whitehead kid, who they're not counting on to do anything, had 13 for him. And Roach, Roach, who's just been crazy, had 23. But that's tournament basketball. 13 out of Whitehead last night. Back to the phones we go. Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Hey, John, it's Rusty. Hey, Rusty, please speak up. Thank you. Oh, sorry, buddy. I'm going to take you off of this. Is that better? Right ahead, yes. Hey, man, um, I'm going to disagree with with you on a few things and have some thoughts about the team. Uh, I'm a new school guy. I'm a shoot three guy. I'm a three and layup guy. I'm a mid-range jumpers are fine if there's like, you know, six on the shot clock, but early in the shot clock, they're not necessary. I'm all those things that, you know, some would consider an analytics nerd, but I, I, I'm with putting a guy with two fouls on the bench in the first half. Of course you are. Unless your team starts unless your team starts struggling. If you get down by five or six, but we we had a halftime lead of eleven. Of course you liked it. We, of course you liked it. We we had an eighteen point lead mm-hmm. in the second half and he only and he still had two fouls. We were fine. And he still had what? And he still had what? Two fouls. Okay. He's had four fouls twice all year. Rusty, taking him out of the game last night. You're a contrarian, and I love you, and I appreciate you. Taking him out of the game, Rusty, was stupid last night. But you can defend it. It's fine. Have fun with it. Can I finish? Can I finish? So, we had an 18-point lead. It had all worked out just fine, and we knew for sure he was going to be in the game late because we had him on the bench in the first half. We knew we were going to have him on the court when it mattered down the stretch. 
So that, so to me, I'm always for it. I love the fact that Louisiana was stupid and left their big guy on the court for for like three minutes after he got a second foul, and then the coach realized that oh god, I got to get him off the court. We should have got his third foul on him. We should have put the ball in somebody's hands who he was guarding every possession in the first half when they left him on the court. But then the coach realized it. So I I, I don't want one of my guys having three fouls going in the second half, and I got to be careful with them in the second. Second half's more important. Now, if we would have got behind by five or six points and things started going south, I might have put him back in the ballgame. But as long as we were okay without him, I'm good with leaving him on the bench, and we were very okay. Were we not? I, I think were there we, are two we, schools. I, I, I could agree, Rusty. There's two schools of thought on that. I'm not taking Vescovi out with two fouls. I Thank might you. take a freshman, a sophomore out with two fouls. Thank you. And it's not what happened in the first half. It's what it's happened. It's taking him completely out of the game in the second half as well. Because he had yeah. zero. Rusty didn't catch that. Rusty didn't catch that being out. Rusty didn't catch that. The guy had three points. He was totally out of the game in the second half because he sat for 13 minutes, which is stupid. I actually, I actually had a point off of that, too, being like, you're right. He oh. was out of the game. Oh. But he but he was out of the game because the last three tournaments and probably some other games, teams play him where the guy guarding him doesn't give help to anybody else. They chase him everywhere. Barnes has him running in circles, running off 14 screens because the other team's going to play four on four with everybody helping except whoever's guarding Vescovian. They don't let him breathe. Michigan did it to him last year. Martelli was a brilliant man. Took Vescovi out of the ball game and didn't let him get shots. The guy last night did it. Duke's going to do it. And Barnes isn't—I don't want to say not smart, but Barnes isn't for isn't wise enough or, or or isn't creative enough to realize me running him all over the court isn't the right thing to do whenever they're playing him like that. Best thing I can do is put him in a corner and make his defender just stay with him and play four on four, so it's easier, more space basketball for the other guys. But Barnes runs him in the way of everybody. Rusty, you're the man. I love the contrarian nature of you. Always have, but you're dead wrong on that. Eight six five. No, well, I, I don't have anything in front of me to prove this, Tony. But yeah, I'm talking I love about Rusty. more than NCAA tournament games. Yeah, this is a recurring theme of taking people out with two fouls, letting them sit the whole first half, and then in the second half, they're just not the player that they generally are. I don't mind taking him out for a while. I'm not taking him and sitting him the entire first half. Entire first half. half. And Russ says, well, we all worked out. It didn't work out. You should have been winning by 30 at halftime last night. Yeah, your were, plan's terrible. Exactly, Brian. They were really He's fortunate. A senior. You have no ZZ. He's a senior you know, that's played a lot of basketball. you got to trust him at some point. You know, some coaches, some coaches, a, a guy will pick up his fourth foul with about eight minutes to go in the game, and they're going to lead that player in because they know they need him. They're I mean, they need him. They can't afford to sit him even for a minutes. Bringing the up game. the point, Brian's bringing up the point that no one else is. This isn't the same team that you sat Vescovi when he would get two fouls because now you don't have Zizi. And that's the point, Rusty. I mean, geez, man, you don't have a point guard, Rusty. Come on now. Ordinarily, I'm say okay. Put him out. Of the, take him out of the game. Okay, fine. You don't have tomorrow. You gave that team life. It should have been a thirty-point game at halftime. You should have killed that team. Oh well, you know we built the lead to eighteen. It should have been thirty. I mean, what is what is wrong? 
Well, you know, I mean, you got to do that. And then he's running around with a chicken with his head cut. I'm like, come on, Rusty. Goodness gracious. I love you, Rusty. Just messing. Take a brief time out. We'll come back. Uh, actually, I'm not. Well, I am. Uh, get some more calls in. Take you up till uh, TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime. And then we got a boogie on the other side after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. 
That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 bikes, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. Join us on April 21st at 7.30 a.m. for the Dorothy Campbell Golf Scramble. This is going to be an annual event. It'll be hosted by the Tohee Golf Course on April 21st, starting at 7.30 to noon. Proceeds from this tournament will go towards the academic and athletic opportunities for our students at Columbia Central. Please contact Ms. Christy Smith at Columbia Central High School or Dr. Mike Steele, the principal at Columbia Central High School. Hope to see you out there to celebrate this amazing individual for the Dorothy Campbell Golf Scramble. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TCB, TCB, TCB. I got a short over here. Somebody help me out. I got a short, 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 short. As you walk me back, TCB and whatnot. Why is it not working? It's going in and out on me, in and out, in and out, in and out. All right, I think I'm back now. Full force, UTFO. Let's, without further ado, bring my buddy in here, and then we'll get back to the phone calls. But Aki Brook now joins us on the program because she has a need, and I'm bringing it, and it's a huge listenership day for us. And I told her, the great Brooke Allen, I said, Brooke, Allen, Mixon, here's the deal with you, sweetheart. We're Thank going to you talk for today. Me, hey, listen, hey, listen. It's a big, big day today, okay? The Vols, all that stuff. But you guys have a huge event, and you need the help of this audience. And I want you to, because I need you to share the need here. Share the land, shake the hand. We got giving people here. Tell us about it. Yes, yes. So thank you so much for having me back on, Tony. You know, we're here at Amachi. We are a huge Radio Tony fans. And, and just if you're not familiar with what we do, we are a mentoring program. Uh, we're working with kids here in the Knoxville community that may have a parent or both parents incarcerated. And we aim to provide an adult mentor in their lives just to share fun, positive experiences, grow a friendship and a relationship with one another. And, you know, oftentimes we're working with some of the most vulnerable youth here in our community. And we just want to show them that they matter and we are so excited because we get to show up for our annual appreciation banquet. It's truly a time for celebration. And we are so grateful to all the families, the youth, and the volunteers that, that volunteer their time and their energy to love on our youth. And we're so constantly encouraged by stories about those relationships that are being built. It's so real and it's so exciting. And this year, we're going to get to celebrate them with a dinner, a short presentation, and we hope to just present awards to some of our awesome kids and mentors. And, and I just am so excited about this day 
Tony, you know, let me come on here just to share some of our big needs. And, you know, we're hoping to provide volunteers with just a small token of an appreciation gift for, yep. for giving their time. And, and that's what we want to do. We have probably over 100 volunteers coming out to this event. And, and I know that they feel celebrated and appreciated when, when people pour back into them. They pour back into our kids, right? And so we want to just share this this on the radio today that we do have these needs so we can we can share with our kids how awesome they are, share with our, our volunteers how awesome they are. And I know Tony has shared before, we may, some people can't maybe do a financial donation. You know, you can write a letter. I'm sure Tony will share where you could send that to, to appreciate this volunteer for what they do. But we also need gift cards. We need things that people can go out in the community and do together. And so we're hoping to give out as many awards as possible. And I'm sure your listeners would help make that happen. They're always so good yep. to us through the tailgate season. And, and, and so I know this is a big ask, but we're just really wanting to make this day special. So we need gift cards. Like if you own a business, any business, and, and, and you uh, or you're listening to us and, you know, you, you, you're in the spirit of this. Hey, you know, I can't mentor uh, for our, our friends at Amachi. And I can't spend all that time with a child, but I want to lift up somebody who has for their banquet this year and say thank you. So I'm going to go buy a $50 gift card or I'm going to send a contribution to Brooke. I'm telling you about these people. You can trust them 1,000%. They have my seal of approval. We've been doing the tailgate with them for close to a decade. These are phenomenal folks. The lives that they impact, the lives that they change, the real work that they do the roll up your sleeves real hand and feet um uh, of christ work that they do in this community is just it's really terrific and and uh and i just can't say enough good things about uh y'all brooke and what you do so gift cards um any like tickets to things movie tickets that kind of thing if you have a line on that anything like that um, and they're also doing graduation baskets for the mentees graduating from high school. And so here's the thing, and there are several of those uh, folks. We have eight youth this year in the program that are graduating from high school. Uh, if you have a gift, if you have something that you'd like to give, um, but we're putting together gift baskets for them. So we're laying it out here. Here's the deal, Brooke. Monday in the blog, the 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 the, the Letter you sent me, I'm going to run that in the blog on Monday. Okay. And so check us out over at tclub.team on our Monday blog, and you'll have how you can reach out to Brooke, how you can uh, get your whatever you can get to her. And some of you that are listening, I'm going to hit you up, and we're going to get this done, and, and we're going to make this happen for them. And I want to take the pressure off of her and put it on us. Put the pressure on us. Because some of you need some pressure. You need to do something for somebody. So, Amachi Brooke, I love you. I love what you guys do. Is there anything else you'd care to add here on the way out? And I love you. Your your banquet comes up, by the way, in early May. It's like May 7. So yes. we have a good month and a half. But I want to get this done in the next couple of weeks. And don't make me get her back on here and browbeat you all in the submission. Because we will do that if we have to. Well, Tony, I, I think just I want to say thank you to you again for all that you do to make this happen. Yeah. Thank you to the listeners over the years that have poured love into Amachi. Um, we, we just thank you so, so much. Any donation, anything helps us to love on our people and our community well. And 
that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Go hey, Vols. Hey, go Vols. And listen, anytime, anytime, Brooke, that we've we've interacted with y'all, I've walked away from that interaction completely blessed. So it is an absolute pleasure. And as I've said to you in the past, the door is always wide open, wide open for your organization anytime you have a need. And so we're going to make this happen. We're going to take this. We're going to take uh, this uh, uh, in hand, and we're going to get this done as a radio family. And I appreciate you. Thank you, Brooke. Thank you, Tony. Have a blessed day. You too. And go Vols. Back to her. 865-200-5402. See, Bino, that's some old school Mike Carver brow-beating fundraising I just did. Yeah, that was outstanding. Uh, Carver is... Uh has rubbed off on you. Yes. When Carver told those people at his tailgate to dig deep, God has blessed you. And he told this one guy, he said, I know you out there. He said the guy's name. He said, you're loaded. Dig in your pocket and put some money in the plate right now. I was like, oh. I mean, Kyle, it's a pretty rough crowd when you single a guy out. And the guy reached into his wallet and pulled some money out and threw it in the plate. It's pretty next level. I'm for it, not against it. You got that kind of cachet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I'll tell you what this audience is, Obino, down through the years. Have they ever let us down when we've come to them never. with a need? I mean, never. Never. It's, it's always exceeded. Generous, caring audience. Yeah, even though Rusty's a part of it, Brian, who liked um, keeping our point guard with – we have no point guard – our our uh, point guard de jour, point guard de facto, point guard on the on the bench with 13 minutes, Bino and Brian, even Rusty, your boy Rusty. Can't we just get along, Tony? Great to disagree, Rusty. I'm just I'm just messing. Of course, he was going to like that move. Is he like the king of bad takes, uh, Brian? Our boy Rusty, who we love and have served all these years. No, I don't. I don't believe so. I, oh. I just think that every every now and then, you know, it's it's not exactly what you would believe, and it's not exactly what I would believe. But he's entitled to his opinion, and that's why we like the show. You know, there's there's people that don't always going to agree with everything you or I say or Bino says. Interesting. And so they have a point. They have a way to put their point of view out there. So. It's all good. So, Bino, I was bragging on you to my friends last night when you had a 7-0 and start. Let me guess what you ended up. 7-0. and I bet you split them, down the, split them down the middle in the second round to see if you made seven bets. What'd you finish? 10-5? and Something like that? Tony, I went 7-1 and one in the opening two windows. Right. And uh, then I went... Uh, Euros at the free throw line, one for one and seven. You did uh, not. In the second two windows, and uh, had just a whole bunch of fun losing juice yesterday. You freaking loser. Let's go back to our phones. 865 <laughs> past the hour. I'm going to run that thing with a machi. We need you to find some gift cards, some cards, some... some uh, some stuff for a gift basket. Think about it. Think about it. Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Hey, guys. Johnny Balls calling. Hey, Johnny Balls. How are you on a Friday? Welcome in, Johnny Balls. Welcome in, brother. Hey, uh, 
That was a tough watch last night, but I'll take a win every time. And yes, so sir. Two teams that two teams that lost yesterday. Uh, Tony, I think that Amachi uh, deal that y'all have done for years now yep. uh, is just a great thing for the community. Uh, and I will take notes when you uh, give the information after I shut up here. Uh, God bless you, my brother. Uh, all right, uh, Duke. Duke is a what a three and a half point favorite. Yes, they are. Um, I was just spending a little, few seconds here looking at uh, comparing team stats, and I don't know how much that means, uh, especially in a tourney game, uh, and especially as well as Duke is playing. But if you look at the compared team stats, there are a lot, at least on the stats side, uh, they're a lot alike. Now that's that's a that's a comparative over the entire year, so I don't know how much. Again, I don't know how much you can use that, but it is interesting. Um, the other thing I noticed is, let's see, we played Kansas in November, uh, and they played Kansas in November. Uh, one was on the 5th, one was on the 25th, and uh, I guess both of us uh, won those matchups. So, you know, just looking at those comparative things, are, they're kind of, if nothing else, they're kind of fun. I don't, I don't really, right now at this point in the tourney, put much stock in it but uh, i did find it interesting let me give you let me give you three snotes back to you three snotes and snuggets yes, sir. all right yes, sir. right before our sports glitch at six sports glitch at, uh, at six yeah duke hasn't won a game as the worst seeded team in the ncaa tourney since 1994 when they beat purdue in knoxville that's history duke hasn't won a game against a top 30 opponent via ken palm since black Friday. Tennessee is 6-0 and this season against teams with a top 15 defense. Those are straight no. facts. For uh, Duke's record against teams that they're not seeded as good as, they've been a one seed a lot, so their opportunities haven't been real plentiful when they're the lower seed. Yep. That's part of it. Sure they've it is. number one a lot. Sure it is. Now that is very interesting. Yep. Well, guys, Those are the numbers. Great what happens tomorrow, John? Hey, John, call the shot. Hey, the, yeah, the old heads yeah. like you. Listen, the old heads like you that have poured your blood, sweat, and tears, and your talent, your treasure into this thing, deserve for the Vols to win tomorrow. You you deserve yeah, it. Yeah. Bino deserves it. Bino said in fifty five years of watching it, he's only been surprised twice. Bino, would you be surprised if this team gets to the Sweet Sixteen tomorrow? Would you count this as one of your surprises? Uh, I would, Tony. Yes. The way we played down the stretch and without uh, ZZ, uh, making the Sweet 16 with this team would be well, surprised. I'm saying this man-to-man, person-to-person, mile-after-mile to you, Bino, of us fighting uh, fighting a good fight here, that you deserve for the Vols to win tomorrow. All those people that were up, the thousands that were up with us till 2 o'clock in the morning last night, yeah. deserve for us to win tomorrow. The thousands that went over there... During the frigid conditions in the winter, and John, thank you, the thousands that went to the games deserve it. The moms, the players down through the years deserve it. Kyle, your folks, bleeding and sweating down in Nashville, fighting the good fight for the large orange, deserve it. Come on, Tennessee. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. 
so you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day -day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chindawa yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Join us Saturday, March the 18th for Columbia's Breakfast Rotary's fourth annual Shoot for Our Stars Sporting Clays Tournament. This tournament is a community benefit fundraiser for our fantastic local youth and veterans organizations. If you'd like to participate in this great event, contact me, Rhonda King, at 931-398-5511 or contact us online at www.facebook.com slash shootforourstars. 
I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Are you looking for a fun event to take the family to? Harmon Scrap Metal is hosting an Easter egg hunt on April 8th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Woodland Park in the Fallen Heroes Shelter. This will be fun for the whole family. We will have food trucks, prizes, and photos with the Easter Bunny. Come on out and support local. Start times vary by age. Visit our Facebook page, Harmon Scrap Metal, for more information. It is that time of week. Uh, I have got somebody very special on the phone, Mr. Miles Johnson with Foodland. Miles, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I know you got a special one-day sale, I think, coming up Friday, but uh, let's hear everything that you got. All righty. Well, for the whole week sale, we have whole ribeyes for $4.99 a pound, fresh ground beef for $2.79 a pound, green cabbage, $0.39 cents a pound, seedless white grapes, $0.99 cents a pound, and we also have Deer Park 24-pack spring water, 2 for 10 Oh, wow. The one-day sale, which is just this Friday, March 17th, we have chicken drumstick, 69 cents a pound, Niagara drinking water, 24 packs, three for nine, and whole chicken wings, 99 cents a pound. Oh, chicken wings, that's my favorite right there, Miles. <laughs> you got you got me for that one. Thank you once again, Miles, and uh, have a great weekend. Uh, um, I better come in and get some of those wings, and then uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week, okay? All righty, thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. I'll never forget the day I decided to go out for the football team. Mr. Banks, the JV football coach and my history teacher, asked me to stay after class. I thought I was in trouble. He said, hey, Darius, have you thought about going out for football? I think you'd be great. Fact is, I never played football. Fact is, I never had anyone tell me I'd be great at something. So, with no experience at all, I signed up. And a week later, I padded up and was running drills on the field. I never was great, but playing high school sports was one of the greatest experiences of my life. I was accepted by my teammates, and I learned that when someone believes in you, you can believe in yourself. Encourage a student you know to take part in a high school sport. This message presented by the TSSAA and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. 
Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.